When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, hope you're all ready for Christmas, less than a week to go and today a very special extra festive edition of Soap from the Box, the podcast where I interview actor mates from some of the country's leading continuing dramas and today since it's Christmas I've got three of them, all from Emmerdale, Nicola Wheeler, Nick Miles and the return of Tom Lister who played Carl King. Now we had quite a few technical issues when we recorded this and it wasn't because we were drunk so I'm hoping you'll sit back, listen and enjoy and you should definitely get a mulled wine, sit back and listen to this. Okay, everyone, hope you're all in the festive spirit. You can tell I'm joined by someone who is actually one of my best friends as, lo- as well as someone I've worked with before, Emma Dales, Nicola Wheeler. Happy Christmas! Woo, happy Christmas! And we live next door to each other, so we are Christmas jumping up. We are. We haven't had a drink yet, actually, even though I just forgot what day Christmas is. We've actually got coffee. We've, We've been very, very grown coffee. up today. And this episode is called We Three Kings because very soon we're going to be joined by Nicola's on-screen hubby, Nick Miles, who plays Jimmy, and the dead but not forgotten, <laughs> Carl King, played by Tom Lister, who Yay. we're very excited about speaking about. But firstly, so Nicola, let's talk about Emmerdale. And by the way, everyone, me and Nicola recorded a pilot of this episode that's not gone out yet, so that's going to come out straight after Christmas. Mm. But we are here to get you in the Christmas mood. And Emmerdale at Christmas is, I've done, I think, two Christmas specials where we have a company called Snow Business in, and it's <sighs> incredible, isn't it? Yes. Tell everyone what they do. So they come and they spray. Oh, the only thing is that I find quite gutting is they only spray the areas that are being filmed because I want the whole village yeah. sprayed. But yeah, they, they spray it and it's really weird stuff. It's a bit papery, Well, you isn't can't it? really walk on it. No, so like you can do scenes where basically you set the character there, yeah. but if they walk off, they get... Don't touch the snow! You get it all ripped up yeah. behind them. So yeah, so we've, we've done that before. Although we have... Did we have one year where we were going, God, the snow came just too early? Because obviously we filmed Christmas in November. Yeah, that's... Yeah, we well, in, I think this year we did we do it in October as well. Um, so, but we had one year where it was like it was really close to when it snowed one time in November, and we were like, oh, we should take all the background shots now of the snow and then just put it in the episode. But no, never think about that. I would if I had. And actually, ready. when it actually snows, it's much different than snow because oh, snow business, like everything, <laughs> mostly if snow falls, as we really have it to register on camera because it's mm. another behind the scenes thing. If it rains. Unless it's really heavy, you can't see it, can no, you? So no. people will be getting soaked, but it doesn't register on the screen. No, you have that thing where you look like your hair's getting greasier and greasier <laughs> yes, in the scene, and people are like, why is her hair really She's flat really dirty. <laughs> so, and real snow, but uh, there's something magical. I remember doing a scene, that we got the Salvation Army in the village to play, and uh, there was the village, we had that big frozen lake in the caravan mm. park, but I just remember the snows, the fake snows falling, yeah. the band are playing, it was when like Shirley Stelfox, Rest yes. of the Soul was there. And it's just the most, even though you're mid-October or something. Well, 
Do you remember the one where Sean sang? And that was a really lovely that one as well. That was in one of mine. Was it? Outside the was church. Was it A Holy Night or something she sang? I yeah. can't remember, but that it was le- a really You know what that led one. into, that sequence, which was she started it and then I went into the Sinead O'Connor version as it got really creepy of, si- of Silent Night, I think. Oh, it's Silent Night. Yeah. Yes, yes. And you were it, staging yeah. a lock-in in the church. Yes, we were. We were just trying Norrow, to save the church. <laughs> yeah. Save the church. But Christmas. It was the quiet, one of those lovely one quiet One of Nicola's nice moments in the show before she was trying to burn it down. Did I try and burn? I don't no, know. No, you didn't try to burn it no, down. I but didn't, no, I didn't. You don't often that save was, things. That was Zoe, it must hey? have been something selfish for Nicola, no, the character. No. Must have uh, no, recently I did I did do some clothes recycling and things like that. Um as stories. No, um, um she has tamed. Since we've worked together, she's tamed loads. Because as the, as she's progressive got older with kids, she's tamed yeah, a lot. You can't be I've quite, now got three kids, you know. Yeah, when, you can't be yeah, too uh, no. So, but when you when we film, like we said, we film it really early on, which is really weird because actually I'm so glad I don't work in soap at the moment because it kind of did, you kind of got over Christmas, yeah, yeah. the own Christmas game, don't Although you? Although the thing I loved was, and this is secret, I used to, um, like, I love Halloween and Christmas and I steal all the props. <laughs> and the great thing is, because you know they've been used so far in advance, the minute we filmed, like, Halloween... I go and get a box of props and I bring them home. Yes. And then we I have, have a massive Halloween we have the best, <laughs> best Halloween, Halloween party because the props are out. And I do the same for Christmas. I've had their, um, the boys' tray. Actually, I haven't got it this year, thanks to COVID. <laughs> but um, I had the boys, you know, uh, Danny Miller's train that they had. Oh, really? Because <laughs> my little boy loved it. I was like, going, I'm going to take that home. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, this year I haven't been able to take anything because we're not allowed up in the prop stores. So the worst to... thing, I suppose, is having Christmas dinner, though, on set because you cut, eating on oh. set's a nightmare, isn't it? No, you learn this thing. Do you, I remember uh, when I was a younger actor, you'd, you'd be really like, yeah, let's be really natural. And it says I I've got to eat, eat this. Yeah, throughout the whole in scene. In fact, Nick Mars has got a brilliant story about having to eat a full English breakfast on a hangover. Okay, we're going to ask him yeah, that. And he had to, he had to eat. he had to do so many t- takes oh. that he said he was nearly vomited. Uh, in fact, he might have even vomited. Let him tell the story, but <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I and now you do that thing where you're pushing. What you watch actors and they're pushing food around their plate, and it's that thing of you always go to take a bite after you've spoken in the hope that you never timing the lines. Well, no, yeah, it's so that you never have to actually put anything in your mouth. Yeah. You can just put a fork to your mouth on. And again, else for people doing. listening, it's because often you go for more than one take, mm. and the actors have to do the same thing take after take. So if you've eaten, I remember actually another story in Holby City when this, an act like we were saying, mm. this actress was determined. She was like, no. I think my character is constantly eating. I want to eat this whole cheese and ham sandwich. And I was like, you honestly don't. You really don't. 15 days later. <laughs> Two stone later. A, she was like, oh my God, I'm going to be huge. But B, <laughs> she had 15 sandwiches. And also the food is not nice on set. No, no. It's not like a la carte. No, no, it's like party scenes. You do that thing where you start grazing at the start of the day and then food comes out and props would warn you and go... Yeah, that's been out back all day. Don't <laughs> yes. touch that. You, you have to ask what's safe to eat. And it literally would start to be none of it. I heard a rumour, I don't know if it's true, that in Hollyoaks, they spray it. So oh, you I think can't they do. Yeah, I think oh, I've done They spray it with something. Because so obviously you you've got the younger people. You can't and graze. Nina Wadi, when she was on here, I didn't know this story, which I loved, was she said that she used to, whenever she knew there was an eating scene with her husband, Masood, she would always put. She'd bring chilli powder in with her and sprinkle it on it and watch him through the tape as he literally fell apart. It's crazy. And she said it got hotter. And she said every time she'd go, oh, go on, have a bite of that. And he would fall for it every time. I remember once we did a, it was a mill cottage scene and I was, I I choked on a drink because I drank and it was actually in the scene. I choked, we're going for a take. It's probably an outtake somewhere. But you know, it's that hilarious thing where, you, you know, the actor's not,
not important and everything else is still like that. Are you all right? Bang her back. Get on with it. Come on, next take. And I was still literally going, I know, literally, I can't breathe. Something's got stuck. Whereas I used to love it. If it was curry food scenes, oh my God, I used to have, I used to get them to bring me up plates to the, to the gallery of chips because the chips in the wall pack were always amazing. Oh, the chips. It used they're to be, amazing. oh my God. What was were. the prop guy who used to make the best chips? Can't remember his name. Oh, well, uh, Stevie started doing it for us where we used to do uh, chips with garlic salt. Oh, oh yes, oh, that was God. it. They that were was amazing. It. So what's been your favourite Christmas storyline in Emmerdale? For me personally or yeah, in general? Yeah, for your personal, yeah, and it both in general. To, to be honest, I tend not to have Christmas storylines. <laughs> I mean, it must have been the Frozen Lake yeah, yeah. Uh, story. Uh, oh, yeah, that one that I had nothing to do with. <laughs> yeah. I, I hated that story. <laughs> no, that was a good story because it was obviously quite technical, wasn't it, as well? And it looked really good. It, yeah, it looked... so for everyone at home as well, we did the Frozen Lake stuff with, uh, it was Isabel who mm. plays Victoria Falling Through the Lake. And it, there's a behind-the-scenes video you can actually watch on YouTube because it is amazing. We were in a caravan park quite sunny in October <laughs> and they built they basically TJ the amazing designer there built a basically a fake frozen lake and it was I snow business again had mm. frozen it with nothing but there was one big hole dug out that she was going to fall through and I just remember that moment that because again this is hard doing stunts isn't it as an actor because she knew what the minute she stepped on that she was going to go through but obviously the character had no idea yeah so you're trying to what I'm trying to watch her thinking does she look like she's expecting it yeah you've got it, 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 it's things like that are re- it's like if you get a drink thrown in your face and you know you've it's got to coming. be really careful that you don't flinch beforehand or a hit yeah and it, and it, and you think oh well that's just standard but you you can make those mistakes oh where totally because you do... it's natural to yeah you, know? you, you go it's coming it's coming it's coming <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I think we're did we have a scene where Patrick was supposed to throw a drink and it ended up going over somebody else or something? Because well, I always say throwing a pint is like one of the hardest things in the world. Because yeah. it doesn't actually go over the person you look... Because it starts... With, I remember Sam Giles, I think, did one. And it just kind of <laughs> dripped <laughs> down <laughs> in a fit of rage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. floppy bit, yeah. So, yeah. What, but your favourite Christmas storyline yourself? Um, oh, God. I, do you know? I can't remember one. I honestly can't remember one. It'd have to be something like the choir ones and stuff where we... Have you ever spent it around the Dingles? Or I always think no. the Dingles is where I want to be on Emmerdale. Yeah. Just, you know, where they're all just piled around and they all collapse yeah. and they just get... Oh, no, Home Farm. They'd have the better food. Oh, yeah, Home Farm food. Yeah. <laughs> home Farm would be a glamorous You'd Christmas. have Chris Stow there and you'd have yeah. Lambrini Oh, I did get to Dingles. do one, one recently. Um, in fact, it was a couple of years ago. Was it last year or the year before? I can't remember. Um, where I, I got to throw food at Diane. Oh, that's good. That was very funny. And Liz is brilliant. Liz. As, you know, she, and that's another one where, you know, because it was, who was director? I think it was Tim O'Mara. And he said, what we'll do is, because I was worried about my aim, because of Nicola having, at the time, did I have a bad arm? arm. I, don't, I don't know whether I had my arm back or whether. So but I had, to throw it with the, I had to throw it with my left hand. And I was like, oh God, here we go. Nick, Nick was going, this is going to go really bad. <laughs> it's going to go wrong. Duck everybody. Liz would have been panicking. But what we did, so we did a wide one where it was like, please God, I get it in her face. Because I'm flicking it at Benice, she ducks, she moves out the way and it hits Diane. Uh, and it actually, we, it, we actually did it properly on a take and then we went for a close-up where I could literally just throw it <laughs> at her face. So you didn't see where it was coming from. I was literally right, you know, three me, three millimetres from. But the, the one we did where it was a wide actually worked and it was hysterical. And then it's really hard because the thing we all want to do is burst out laughing and you're like, oh, it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got to do that thing of going, just carry on, don't laugh, don't laugh because Liz is so 
funny. She, Liz is brilliant. The way so she Liz plays her, yeah, oh. just wiping it from her And she eyes. gets really worried about things like that <laughs> yeah. as well. She was great, honestly. I love So that's, that was fun. That was fun, having us all sat around. And talking about laughing, I watched 40 Towers recently, actually, and Friends. And I now, when you watch something over and over again, you can really spot when people are laughing mm. in the background. Have you, ever, have you ever seen something go out of yourself where you can tell you're hiding a laugh? Um, I know I've had something go out with me and Meg Johnson one time, and it was one of it was one of Charlotte Bellamy's maternity leaves. No, yeah, Meg plays Pearl, and Charlotte Bellamy plays Laurel, and it, we was Charlotte was going off to have a baby, so Laurel was going somewhere, and me and me and Nicola and Pearl get up to sing leave, Leaving on a Jet Plane, and Meg who has the best singing voice ever and she Nicola, is who doesn't? no but the point is meg is musical theater yeah, in real is. life Mrs., yeah. but she did pearl doing this thing and she went leaving on. well we went for a take and i started laughing hysterically so much so you know when you're doubled over yeah. i tears streaming down my eyes and the director used it oh. and i remember somebody sending me a letter and they said were you laughing for real? Was that not character? Was it you? And it was, it was me. Because I went, oh my God, do we not have to go again? Because <laughs> literally I was crying with laughter. I couldn't sing because she was that funny. Um, and they, they were like, no, we loved it. We're that reminds me, and we have to tell this story, when we, we won't say what show it was, but me and Nicola went to see a play together. <gasps> don't, don't. And it was so horrendous. And we were literally stuck in the middle of the audience. Oh. Like, we couldn't be more central. And we just totally lost it, didn't we? I We've mean, got to the point to, that honestly, we were sobbing. You guys out there, you don't understand. I was biting my hand. And it was a really quiet scene where laughing. someone was dying oh, on stage. It was. <laughs> and people were, obviously knew it was Nicola. Oh. So people behind us were going, shh, shh. Oh. And we were just getting worse and, and worse. And I had that panic where I was looking at the door going, can I get out quietly enough? But I knew the minute I got beyond the door, I would burst out laughing. Yeah. And I thought the, the entire audience <gasps> and the guys on oh, stage would hear me. Oh, that. Awful. I don't know how we actually stopped. Oh, it's a black hole that how was, we actually stopped. It was dreadful. <laughs> it was dreadful. We were getting so many looks. And it, oh, did yeah. we stay for the second half? I think we did. I don't know. We I did. Think we, we stayed for the down. whole thing. Yeah. Well, we had to because it was our friend in it. Oh, God. So we had to go and say the lighting was good afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> and then talking of, before we get the boys on, talking of Christmas obviously is synonymous with panto with uh, oh, yeah. soap stars. And you've done a massive panto. What was that I like? did. I did. I was on my break from Emmerdale and I thought, right, let's get a panto in because you get lots of money. Yeah. And it was great. I did it at Halifax, which meant I commuted. Um, it's on £3.50 a week, which is so much. A week? No, for the whole thing. Sorry, the whole yeah. gig was £3.50, way more than I get in the middle. And um, it was, it was ace. It was, um, I played the Wicked Queen. It was, it was like a cameo part. I literally came on for three, four scenes, got paid a fortune. But the only nerve-wracking thing is it's the first time I've had to look at the audience yeah, and talk break to the, them. Yeah, you break the full Yeah, so, so obviously all, all my other theatre jobs, I never did that. So my first night... Which is always my most scary. I don't mind press night. It's my first night on stage. It's always my most. So that's fearful. weird. Why don't you mind press night? Because by then you've performed it a few times, oh, okay. and I just. So I press, just sorry, think, press night is after first. Yeah, night, press is night it? is usually about three days oh, into okay, the run. Okay. So your first night, I always think your preview nights, which are, for me is my first night. They say press night is first night, but for me, your first night on the stage yeah, is to an audience, preview. to anyone. Yeah. But the point is, you can make mistakes. You never do, but the, you, you you've got less pressure, and you really are finding your feet with your audience then. And 
that was my most nerve-wracking night. And I remember just looking at the audience and going, oh, oh my, my God. God. I suppose they could be in And they answer you back. Yeah. You, you argue. Well, no, I think in Panto you really need to impress people. Mm. Like, because it's like in a play, they don't get a judgment. They can't start booing you in the middle of a play. Well, well can I say, my, my auntie Kath, a family friend, she brought some kids around uh, after one of the um, matinees. And I'd forgotten. I kept all my gear on and I went to say hello to them. <laughs> and you forget that children... Take don't us. understand that you, it's an actor playing it. They're yeah. like, oh, you're going to see the Wicked Queen. And I came out and went, hello, <laughs> to the two. And one girl started crying. I was like, oh, my God, no, I'm joking. It's me. I'm like, I'm <laughs> oh my God. But I forgot that they, for them it's so real. And they were all waving their little lights at me to, to ward off the evil sort of thing. But but that was a nice panto because the Queen turned nice at the end. She got a spell put on her and oh, she okay. Yeah, nice. we went to one last year. Oh, with Sammy Winwood, who plays... Who played I, I missed that one, didn't they? Yeah. But now they've really, like, they do all these three, 3D things mm. and I was the only one these spiders came out and I was the only one who literally jumped off my seat <laughs> and screamed with all these little kids in front of me all looked around going what's he doing oh yeah I was the panto I did wasn't a massive one like that that you can get I think is it kudos that the, as a the company that do huge and we'll speak to Tom because Tom is doing oh, a does. very different one this year oh, yeah, so talking that let's get the boys on I'm now joined by, or me and Nicola are now joined, by two of the original Kings, the family that came into the show in 2004, Tom King, his sons, Jimmy, Matthew and Carl. First up, we have got ladies' man and womanizer Carl King, who had a temper on him, responsible for two accidental deaths, and then he died himself. Tom Lister, welcome. Hello, mate. Hello, hello from the grave. Happy Christmas. (laughs) Happy Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Two accidental deaths, a bit unlucky. <laughs> well, you know, I always felt that I was misunderstood. Uh, everybody thought that I was just a womanizing murderer, but actually, I just thought that I was a lovely guy that just kept getting into the wrong kind of scrapes. Yeah, so there was the postman and then your yeah, dad the that you accidentally hit over the head and pushed through a window. No, you don't accidentally push through No, I think you did mean to kill him, yeah. Oh. He was a, an angry little man. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> And then we've got Nick Miles, the last remaining of the original Kings, started in 2004, started as a hard, cold businessman mm. to now a comedy genius. Hello, Nick Miles. Hello. Hello. How are you, everybody? Nice to hear you. We must explain to everyone listening, and hopefully you are listening, <laughs> because this has taken about an hour to get us all on the same line. So uh, if you can't hear anyone, then just drink more drink. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to start with, because I looked on eBay, and out there you can guess who had the most expensive autograph on eBay. In last place, I have to say, un- I c- was surprised by this, Tom List. The one ninety nine you can pick up Tom no, for. Yeah. It's been a while. Give two quid more if you're feeling really generous, Three ninety nine, <laughs> And Nick Miles, £4.50. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's why I'm gold pens. Have you seen some of my old photographs? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, some of them were quite criminal, actually. Were horrendous. I showed one of him in an apron where you just see his backside. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to start with a Emmerdale Christmas quiz. I've asked them all to have a buzzer, so can we test the buzzers? Nicola, your buzzer, please. Okay, it'll play a different tune every time, but... Oh, Jesus, very annoying. There we go. Okay, we don't, all need, right, all, we don't need all of them. Uh, Nick Miles, your buzzer, please. Oh, it sounds like you're playing the spoons. <laughs> and I was going to play some music. Well, actually, I actually found a remote control fart machine. Yay! 
I can't get it to work because <laughs> my boys have lost the remote. Oh, dear. I will just get a pan. So bear with me. Okay. Tom's off to get the pan. He's going to tip the spuds out that are on there. Oh, no, because it's not Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. I keep getting confused. You've got to get ahead with your preparation. Okay. Hey, of course, mate. Yeah, especially spuds. Are you all ready for Christmas, though, Tom and Nick? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I have been doing pantomime, so uh, it's a pretty crazy time. And, uh, you know, we're doing three shows a day. So I've got as ready as I could get. <laughs> yes. So have you got your pan, Tom? Um, I've got my pan. This is what it sounds like. Brilliant. Okay, God, I need to remember. Right, so first question. Here we go. Matthew declared his feelings for Jimmy's ex-wife, who was called... That was Nicola Wheeler. Sadie King? Yes. Yay! Plays by Patsy Kensett. Are you just reading the... Uh... The questions right next to him, Nick. No, she is. I've yeah. got, she honestly can't no. see. And she's, 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 she, remember, she can't actually see anymore because she's so old. <laughs> so, <laughs> who appointed Carl MD of his business, annoying his daughter Anna? I think that was Nick Mars. Oh, that must be Tom King. Oh man, what was his name? Oh God, D'Souza, something D'Souza. Yeah, Donald D'Souza. Yes, Nick. Nick, how many drinks have you had? I'll be honest. So which character, uh, no, right, so I want the character name of, uh, who, sorry, the character name who appeared as mother of Tom King's secret child. Oh. That was Tom. The character name? Yeah. Oh, I can't remember a character name. Oh, then, give me the actress name. Linda Lusardi. Yes, and talking oh, of her. Nichols. Talk, oh. Carrie Nichols. Yes. But talking of her, here we go. Hi, Nicola. Hi, Tom. What? Hello, Nick. Hello. Well, it's a voice from the past. I wonder if you can guess who it is. Well, Nick, I nearly was your wife in Emmerdale years ago, um, many years ago now. Well, I really miss you all, and um, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and that you're getting through this lockdown like all of us. Um, and if you haven't guessed already, it's Linda Lusardi. Yay! Oh, and did you see the in her voice? You almost married me before Nicola bloody uh... came back. <laughs> Interesting story. My character um, lost his virginity to Linda Lusardi's character. Did no. he? Oh, I didn't know that. Didn't know that, did you? No. <laughs> and then I also have, I need to press the right one here, just talking of Linda, we also have... Hello, fellow King family. It's your little sister Scarlett here. Ah! I'm gutted that I can't have a chat with you all today, but I am in panto rehearsals. Ooh. I'm hoping Tom's still going to be in Blackpool this year so I can come and see him like I do every single year, number one fangirl. <laughs> I miss you all very much and I get asked all the time what my experience in Emmerdale was like and I always say what an incredible time I had and just wish that I could do it all over again. I'm wishing you all so much love and I hope you've all survived the lockdown and you're all healthy and happy and I'm wishing you all a Merry Christmas. Hey. Merry Christmas uh, and actually, Kelsey is sing us out of the show today. She's a very wish. good singer. Yeah, so Nicola's on two yeah. and Tom's on one-ish. Um, <laughs> um, okay, who played Eve, Edna's granddaughter, who called Cheaper on the Puppet? Yes, Tom. Suzanne Shaw. Yes, Suzanne ah, Shaw. I beg to differ. Oh, no, you said you cheated me. Rain 
Davidson played her originally. Oh, but he didn't cheat on her with him. Yeah, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Lou's only sure he got jiggy with. Yeah, I did. So two for Tom, two for Nick, none for Nick Miles at the moment. I'm struggling. You're struggling here. He's making them all about my character in the hope that I might remember. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they are mostly about your character. I think oh. your character was the most interesting, though. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, bye, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I wanted him to feel special because he's come back from the dead. Oh, no, here we go. Here we go. Who was Jimmy stabbed by after an arson attack he started? Yes, Nick. Oh, that was Kelvin stabbed me, I think. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else would have a guess? I have no idea, but you don't even. I mean, I, I'm hoping I'm right. It was Luke Tittens who plays Daz. Oh. Wow, that is going back some. Yeah. Oh, Nick, I love you. I love you. <laughs> that was definitely Kelvin. <laughs> Brilliant. Was it Kelvin? Have I got it wrong? I don't know. I thought it was Kelvin. I don't know. Maybe Kelvin's character took the flack for it or something. Maybe that's what you're... I don't, you know, it, it was quite a big night. I remember that. Yeah. Next question. What, there's only three more questions. What date was the live episode celebrating the anniversary that Carl got killed in? What date? Yeah, what date? Year. Not, well, month and year. It was... Oh, God. It was or the year. 40th yeah. anniversary. Which was which year? <laughs> Yeah, she, uh, Nicola's giving us the question two, rather than the answer. Two, oh, go on, go on. 2012. Yes. I believe you pulled that out of the bag. No, no, that God. literally was a guess. That's what you don't do on quiz shows. Put the burger on, but just then, then spend 20 minutes thinking <laughs> of the answer. Everyone does that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so final question. Who bought Jimmy and Nicola's house, Mill Cottage, from them? Oh. Yes, Nicola. Rakesh. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, Nicola Wheeler won the Christmas quiz, everyone. <laughs> close, very close by Nick Miles. <laughs> <laughs> so I always talk about a memorable moment on the podcast, and the memorable moment involves all of you, actually, because we filmed on top of a roof to do the first kind of jazzy episode for Emmerdale, which was a real-time episode, which is when Sally Oliver left and she took your baby on top of the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, do we all re- I remember that fondly. Yeah, it was great. It was a fab episode, that. really enjoyed it. And talking of that episode... Hi, Lee, Nick, Nick and Tom. Hope you're all really well and having fun recording the Christmas special for Lee's new brilliant podcast. I will be subscribing. I hope you're finding getting back to work not too stressful with all the regulations and everything it's been too long i hope you're all really well see you soon hopefully bye-bye and so that was sally oliver so tom you obviously carl king did have a lot of women did you have a particular not actress but did you have a particular character favorite (laughs) (laughs) dangerous question i think that um well I'd, i'd have to say lucy because we were on and off really for nine years and um you know we had so many great um storylines that we we shared together um, until I went a bit loopy-loo at the end. She wallops me on the head with a brick. But, uh, yeah, I was very fortunate to play across all kinds of different uh, women. I started out with um, Emily Simons, which was amazing because I'm like, it's Marilyn. Marilyn from Home Away. Oh, my God, see, I joined after that then. I didn't realise you got with yeah. Emily Simons as well. I'm jealous. Yeah, that was the first kind of fraternisation 
Um, I think I pretty much went through everybody apart from Betty and Edna. <laughs> And that was just because of time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, really, yeah. Oh, I knew Nick, of course. And what was your, I'm going to ask you all this, what was your, I mean, your. what was your favourite storyline in the show so far? Starting with you, Nicola, what's your favourite storyline for your character? Uh, oh, gosh. Um, Being paralysed and then find the week later? No, no not, not that, that one, funnily um, enough. Not that one. <laughs> um, I think the favourite... Um, well, one of my favourite episodes to do, I'll say, was was giving birth. That was one of the best laughs we had, didn't we, Nick? That was so good. But I did also have a really good storyline where Nicola decided to take up walking dogs. And I hate, I love dogs, as you know, but, but Nicola can't stand animals. And one of my best moments in Emmerdale was having a chihuahua humping me on my back. <laughs> I, I, the idea was I'd fallen over, the dogs had pulled me over. And this grand little chihuahua was just <laughs> literally humping away on the back of me. And they carried on filming. I was like, yeah. And it was called Carl King. You're <laughs> <laughs> a random little chihuahua. Yeah. Tom, what was your favourite storylines, you think? I mean, obviously, let's just quickly mention the Who Killed Tom King. It must be amazing to be involved in such a big storyline. Because how did you know from the very beginning that it was you? Did I, Egg? Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the. It went on for weeks, and it was and nobody knew who it was going to be. So the end, it was like every episode, everybody had to do this arched eyebrow to the camera. <laughs> Is it me? You don't know, and neither do we. <laughs> but uh, to be um, chosen as the one who actually did it in the end was great. But it was actually it was massive back then. Oh god, it was humongous! Yeah, that story. It was one of the first big. Well, I suppose EastEnders had done Who Shot Phil, but it was like almost no, but, up there. I think. But wasn't the unusual thing with this? It was. It was. There was a competition around it, so they were getting the audience to solve it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and there was that lovely usual suspects ripoff po- uh, poster. That was great. And so, what was your favourite storyline, though, Tom? I think obviously the live really was. Yeah. Be able to go out on the first ever live episode, and it was. It was phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's closely followed by Jimmy's amnesia storyline, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy won't remember that. He's forgotten about it. <laughs> and then Nick, Nick obviously, the amnesia storyline. What was your favourite storyline? <laughs> or is? You're still there. My, my, my favourite stuff was always the big fights, the, the big boy, boysy fight that we had. Um, those were the, my favourite bits. But actually, my favourite storyline was the lockdown episode that me and Nicola did really recently I forgot about that. um was just immense fun to do and to shoot it all in a day and what we had to pull out the bag technically and and how Nicola was you know nice and stuff it was uh it was an amazing day well we did we had fun didn't we? it was nice it was nice to explore the characters fully because yeah. Nick and I are used for comedy a lot and we don't mind that because obviously you need a bit of light when there's dark going on. Yeah. But what we liked about that is you got to see constantly the ups and downs. So we got to play a few serious scenes and also a few comedy scenes. So it was no, it was great. I think great that Emmerdale did that actually because none of the other soaps thought of doing that, which mm. I think is really good to show what these people have been up to. But um, boys, what was it like coming in originally as the King Brothers? I mean, that must be quite exciting when you come in as a big family. I mean, the, the EastEnders did it with the Slaters and then obviously Emmerdale did it with the boys. Was it What was the feeling at the time coming into the show? Yeah, well, I came in, um, I think we aired, it aired about February time, but I started just before Christmas. And funnily enough, um, 12 months earlier, I'd, I'd got right down to the last two for um, a regular part and didn't get it. So it was a really miserable Christmas. And then the following Christmas, I obviously got the part of Carl King. Yeah, which part did you originally go for? The Postman. 
okay. So basically, I came in and sit and killed him off within six months. <laughs> Brilliant. It was a lovely little uh, turnaround. I mean, rubbish for Paul, who played the, the character. But um, uh, oh, sorry, that that is the character's name. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was brilliant, and we we all we all clicked so um, quickly. We just got on so well, and funnily enough, we were all we all turned up of just prior to joining the show. We were all driving around in vans because I was working for my dad on the building site. I think D- D- Matt Dave was doing some tiling. And what were you doing, Nick? I was doing delivery of urine samples from Brighton to London hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> so it was incredible. Like we, we felt so lucky to have joined the show from where we were. And we all kind of came from some kind of similar background. And uh, yeah, I think that made for just great camaraderie between us all yeah we were hungry and we worked hard at the characters and making them feel real as brothers and that that i think paid dividends in the end and nick i think what was brilliant about you as well is you did the clever thing of seeing what was almost missing in the show because obviously jimmy's changed quite a lot since he came in and you know all credit to you for doing that because you were like oh that's kind of missing and it's you've obviously you're still in it i mean was that was that an intentional decision i mean i could see the writing was on the wall for the king they were going to be they were being slaughtered for Christmas every year. The house collapse episode gave me an opportunity to have Jimmy change his ways. Because, I mean, when a house falls on your head and your wife, um, played by the lovely Patsy Kensit, tries to kill you with a, with a brick, it's, I, I think a lot of people can have a Damascene moment then. And it was, I, I just asked the producer if Jimmy could change his ways and think of a way of uh, uh, becoming a different sort of a person. And of course, they just made him completely. Um, quite sappy but um but you know when a house falls on your head and your wife tries to brain you you, yeah and tom what did you think when they when the decision was made to kill carl was it i always think is it as an actor some people say well it closes it off so you never think about it but then obviously it closes off and you can't ever go back was it a two-edged sword a two-edged sword yeah I think that um, having had quite a bit of time, we say eight years ago now, so having quite a bit of time to think back over, um, it, it is sad in some respects because I had such fun working there and, you know, made such great friendships. And I don't get to see uh, those guys like uh, Nick and Nicola every day. But um, I, I was, as the producers change, um sometimes characters kind of come into favor and out of favor. And I was in a period of time around there where I wasn't really working that much. And, and so was starting to kind of think maybe it's time to move on. And then I was written a a slow burn storyline that lasted about four or five months that ended in the live episode. So I couldn't really have asked for anything else. No. Yeah. I think we'll all agree the worst way to go is in the bed. It's true. It's in the back of the cab. You know the thing about the live episode as well. We filmed Tom's funeral before we we filmed. Oh his really? Death because we'd already obviously we. Oh, because of do course, funeral, yeah, it was a month ahead, and then the live came out. So it was. We had to be really, really quiet. So before we have all questions about the show, another little quiz. This is called Mistletoe Snog, Marry or Avoid, and I'm going to. Each of you, three characters from Emmerdale. So one of them you mistletoe snog, one of them you marry, one of them you avoid. So Nick Miles, yours are Layla, Tracy and Chaz. Ooh, Layla, Tracy and Chaz. Um, well, Chaz is obviously a marry, you know, because 
she's she's been there longer than me, and I, I can't really survive without her being there. No, <laughs> you know you'd stay in it forever if you married her. <laughs> no, exactly, an honorary dingle. Who are the other ones? Layla and Tracy. I mean, this is not about the actors. This is just purely about the characters. <laughs> <laughs> just to make that clear. You'd snob Layla, wouldn't you? And uh, avoid Tracy? Uh, oh, poor Tracy. Poor Tracy. Happy Christmas, yeah, Tracy. She's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, she's pregnant. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Nicola, yours are, so, Mistletoe, Snog, Marry or Avoid. Bob, Carl King, David Metzler. Oh, I would... Mistletoe Kiss, David Metcalf, because I've already done that. I would, um, what's the other one, marry? I'd marry Bob, because he's a gentle giant like Jimmy. And I would avoid Carl <laughs> King, because he would more than likely murder me. And he's dead, actually. <laughs> and tell me, yours are, so Mistletoe, Snog, Marry, Avoid. Nicola, Bernice, <laughs> Diane. Oh, Wow. Avoid Nicola, surely. I would snog Nicola. Oh, we haven't already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would um, marry Diane and avoid Benice. Oh, oh. See, I think I would have. Oh no, yeah, maybe actually that's what I would have chosen. I didn't really ever have uh, have anything to do with Benice, so. so it's just avoid her then. Yeah, fuck it. You don't want to. She's in Australia at the moment, avoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and talking of that, who who is all of yours favourite characters in it? One one character if you could pick is the favourite character. Can it be from the past as well? Yeah, from the past. Okay, for me I would say Edna Birch. Yeah, I would I would say Edna as well, actually. Boys, Tom. It's a shame you've stolen that one from me because we did we did name our band after her for a while. Yeah, I'm going to say Edna. Yeah, Nick, are you up for saying I'm Edna? I'm going Edna as well. I was, it was the only name in my head. Can I say what I would do? Actually, I'd have the threesome because I thought it was it, when you had Edna, Betty, and Pearl. Yes. I thought it was it was comedy gold, and also it was just we don't have that in soaps anymore. Which... No, we really miss those characters now. I think. That, that that trilogy, that the trio, yeah. was brilliant. Well, I always say this, and I think Corrie's the same, because people don't stay in soap for their lives now. Mm. Like, you're not going to have the older... Like, because Corrie's lost a lot of its older well, characters like, like as well. Like you joked, we are the old characters. You are the old characters <laughs> now. But Shirley's Telfast, my memory of Shirley is when I joined my first day and she came mm. up to me in the village and said, well, I've heard that people like you. <laughs> <laughs> I will be the one who decides that. <laughs> and two hours later, we were outside smoking up a laugh. She was the best person, yeah, she, Shirley she was And she was the original um, Rose in Keeping Up Appearances. And she literally had a body to die for. She literally. did. I mean, I didn't see that, but yes. No, I just in, in clothes. I never saw Nick. And she did used to live where I'm. We're sitting now, and yes. we did actually fact, kick. She lived here. We did actually kick her out when we bought yeah, it. Yeah, but, but I gave still. her. She went to my flat. Yeah, and she made my tenant. <laughs> but rest in peace, Shelley. So now we're going to do another Christmas. So anyone that's struggling for a Christmas present, there's a brilliant book called Christmas at Emmerdale. Oh, I got it. We're going to it, I think, on eBay, and it's not about anyone in Emmerdale. Uh, it's set in the village, and I thought we would have. A little read. I have got boys. Are you ready with a little uh, piece of script? Tom's actually going to be the narrator. Oh yes. Nicola is Maggie, and Nick is the dad. And I've got someone just to intro the story for us. So give me one second while I'm technically. Can I ask? Are we are we posh or are we northern? Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, However you see it, you can be Jamaican. How old is the dad? Because in my spotlight, it does say that I'm of thirty four, fifty six playing age. There we go. So, but I mean, yeah. (laughs) 
Well, Nick, I think Nicholas may be 18. But, oh, well, that works. But we, remember, we're not vision here for anyone hey, listening. So, back off. So this is who is doing the intro for us. So I'm going to play the intro and then we come in. So here we go. There were those in Beckendale who felt Maggie had got above herself. They viewed her downfall with the satisfaction of those proved right in their predictions. Margaret Oldroyd would get what she deserved. They'd been quick to pass on the rumours from Miffield Hall over the past year. Ralph was in New York wooing an American heiress. Ralph was holidaying on a yacht in the Mediterranean. Ralph was shooting with the king at Sandringham. Whatever Ralph was doing, Ralph was a very, very long way from Beckendale, from Maggie. Cute, Tom. She swallowed down the memory and made herself look away from Miffield Hall, only to find her father watching her and clearly able to read her unguarded expression. It was terrible watching his face contort with the effort of speaking. Maggie couldn't bear the anguished guilt in his eyes. He blamed himself for his seizure, for letting Highmore go, for her decision to marry Joe. She mustered a smile. It's not so bad, is it? We've got each other. We've got Toby. Outraged at having been disturbed, and the dog recoiled in comical shock. The corner of Albert's mouth twitched in an attempt at a smile. Encouraged, she tucked her hand into the crook of his arm. Remember what you used to say to me and Andrew? That all we could do was to keep our promises and keep our heads up. Maybe Emmerdale Farm isn't what I dreamed of, what either of us dreamed of, but I'm not going to start weeping and wailing. I'm going to keep my head up, just like you taught me to. My! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So that is from the book Christmas Seven. I'm actually going to get these guys to sign it. I'll give it to you to take in and I'll okay. give it away on the podcast. I mean, I, I'm, I don't want to give it away. And you'll find it's only got one page turned, which is that one. I gave up. Uh, it's like Emma Dale probably about 20 years ago when it went through that bad patch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I do remember what I do remember one summer when the biggest storyline was who was growing the biggest vegetables in the village, and I did think, oh. So, um, and who? Well, I have to ask you all of this as well. Who was your? Who's been your favourite love? I think I've asked you, Tom. Who's your favourite love interest, Nicola and Nick? I mean, surely the audience out there wants you to say Jimmy. Yeah, but it's Nicola Wheeler. Nick, Nick, my Jimmy, Jimmy, definitely. We've had the best where it's ups and downs kind of relationship. All the other ones were more just sexual for Nicola, but but Nicola and Jimmy have, have been more an explore, an exploration of character. Uh, and I would, the audience agree, uh, and you they you know that the audience love you. And Nick, I mean, do you miss having brothers around? Do you miss having Tom there? I do. I miss Tom and I were uh, dressing room buddies for the last few years. I really miss him, and he always had the best gossip. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what you were going to say then after saying you were dressing room buddies. I thought we might be going somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> luckily we we didn't get there. Uh, and Tom, just tell us, mate, you're in Panto at the moment at Blackpool Grand Theatre in Pantomonium. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, we actually um, wrote and filmed a Panto film, which we sold to the schools. We made that um, back in November and sold that to the schools um, so they could use it for like their end of term celebrations. 
So that was an hour-long pantomime movie that we made. And then uh, we're now at the Blackpool Grand performing in Pantomonium, which is a kind of a reduced version of a pantomime. And um, it's very silly and uh, lots of fun. Amazing. And who are you playing? Not the dame, obviously. You are? I am Prince Charmless. Brilliant. <laughs> Just an absolute idiot of a character, which I'm, I have a lot of fun with. Amazing. So everyone go and so after you put down Christmas at Emmerdale, the book, go <laughs> and go and see Tom in pantomime. And finally, everyone, the worst Christmas present you've ever been given. Nicola? Mine was when I was a kid. Um, I would have been probably about uh, 12, 13, a group of friends who I'm no longer friends with, and actually I didn't stay friends with them in school, got me, um, I think it was Level 42 album, <laughs> which creased, and she said, oh, my little brother, but you know, you could tell they'd opened it, there was no cellophane around it, they'd opened it, and thought we thought don't it was want rubbish, that. and gave it me instead. But yeah, that's awful. I'm not their friends anymore. Nick? Yeah, I got New Boots and Panties, which is a brilliant um, Ian Durian Blockheads album. But my mum had listened to it and had decided to censor one of the tracks. So she put nail varnish over the offending track, which was Plasto Patricia, if memory serves me right, which meant that the record fell apart the first time. I <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Oh, my God, fantastic. And Tom? Um, well, I actually brought it today, thinking that we might be doing a little bit of a cheeky film. So I'll take a photograph, uh, and then we can um, post it alongside this podcast. Oh, okay, brilliant. So we'll do that. As- In uh, pantomime last year, somebody sent me a gift through the post, which was um, which was a mask of my own face. Me and Paul actually got given those as well. Me and Paul have got them. They're really freaky, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what am I going to do with that? Yeah. Please wear it. Yeah, quite good <laughs> if you want to kiss yourself and you get someone else to wear it. Not that we've ever done that. You have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go see a picture of that. Well, everyone, it's been amazing to talk to you all. What fun. <laughs> and I'm off to buy the Emmerdale book and everyone go on eBay and buy autographs so we can get the values up. Mine, for mine. Next year. <laughs> and go and see Tom in Panto. We are going to play out with Kelsey, who used to play Scarlet with a little Ooh. Christmas song. So bye, Tom. Bye, Nick. Bye, Make the youth tight
get you in the Christmas spirit I'm not sure what will those three are just amazing and I'll be giving away the signed Emmerdale book signed by Nicola and Nick the whole cast of the ceremony and other cast members of Coronation Street and Emmerdale listen out for the winner this week on social media plus Nicola Nick and Tom will be answering some of your questions all week on social media so make sure you are following me at Soap in the Box on Instagram Twitter and Facebook. Thanks as usual to David Stevens and the Bothy for their edit and technical wizardry. Next week is the last episode of Soaps from the Box for Series 1 and it's a New Year's special. But for now, have a brilliant Christmas. Make sure you get drunk and you eat loads and you also go back and listen to the whole series of Soap from the Box if you haven't already and tell all your friends and family as well. I mean, give it to them for Christmas. Have a great one, guys. See you next week. (laughs) 